Morning, everyone. Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Chav Beis number twenty-two. Today is Daf Chav Gimel, and we will get to the review of yesterday's Daf and then to today's Daf. We are learning Lilinishmas from Bashmol Shimon and Shamayim Neliyah, as well as Daniel Benet Baruch Ben Yudulei Beimi, and Avtoli Yosef and Chaim Nisan Alevi, and also have in mind Rufu Shleim to all who need it. And with that, we're starting towards the bottom of the page. On Daf Chaf Aleph Amid Beis at the um, it's a it's at the second widest line uh, the from the widest lines it's the second one of those um, and it starts with the word Tanan and we learned in the Mishnah talking about a very interesting case okay so the case is uh, a a man so just to give a quick review of Hilchus uh, Tomavatara basically. Um, there's, uh, there's things that can happen to a man that can render him to be tummy. If, it, if he sees it three times, so then he's tummy for seven days. Um, he has to bring a korban, and that's called a zav. Okay? There's, um, uh, if, it's, if it's due to something that he could blame, then it takes away. There's a lot of details to those halachos. But somebody who's been established as a zav is basically tummy for a period of time. That's a zav. Now, if he sees Kerry, which is a different thing completely, and that's what we're talking about, the, what we call the Tvilas Ezra, the going to the mikvah as, Ezra, as instituted by Ezra. So that's case A. Case B is that you have a Nida, who's Tameh as a Nida, but she had, um, uh, the, uh, she had had relations with, with her husband earlier, before she became a Nida, let's say, not soon that she did anything wrong. <coughs> and uh, at some point later, after she was already Anita, she was Poleta Shechvazer, which means a little bit of semen came out of her body. Okay, that's case B. And then there's somebody who was, had relations with her husband, which normally there would be an obligation to go to the mikvah right afterwards, and then she saw blood. So in all of those cases, going to, there's two reasons to go to the mikvah. One is an immediate reason to go to the mikvah. The other one is not yet, okay? You're still tummy for a significant period of time longer. So the Tanakhama says that you go to the mikvah right away. Even though that's not going to bring you to purity, it doesn't matter. That's, Shita, that's the Tanakhama. The what? woman is supposed to go to the mikvah right after relationship? Yes, that's what, the, that's what we're talking about. Correct. Okay. Um, anyway, but uh, the bottom line is, is that Rabbi Yudha says that since she's anyway going to be Impure, so you're potter. Okay, now review this. Sounds like that he's only pottering because she, this was a zav shera carry. Meaning, there's anyway an extended period of toma. There's no reason to go to the mikvah for the carry. Implying that if it was just a plain balkari, he would have to go to the mikvah. So that means that Rebuda agrees with the principle that a person who has a, uh, oh, 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 who has an nocturnal emission should have to go should have to go to the mikvah. Okay, now. Maybe you'll say that, no, he, the only reason why we talked about this case is not for Rabbi Yehuda, but for the sake of telling you how far the Chacham go. Problem with that is, is that we know that the, if you look in the Sefer, that's, uh, if, if a Zav Shara Keri has to go to the Mikvah, even though they were, pri, pri, they were first a Zav and then they Ra Keri, surely somebody was Mishameshes, um, where there's a Chiv, the first Chiv that kicked in was the Chiv to go to the Mikvah next morning, and then she became a Nida, so then Kol Shikain, basically, that lady should uh, have to go to the Mikvah. So it's obvious, if the whole purpose is for the Rabbanon, how far the Rabbanon are willing to go, 
then we would not need to talk about the next case. So obviously we must be going in Rabbi Yehuda, and it must be that Rabbi Yehuda is saying only over here do you not have to go to the mikvah, but in a regular case of a Balkari, you do have to go to the mikvah. So bottom line is we've established at this point that Rabbi Yehuda agrees to the principle of Takanas Ezra. Okay? All right. So then the question is, if he holds the Takanas Ezra, so we're back to the question on the Mishnah. Why in the Mishnah did we say that he does not that he does make a bracha. I thought, I mean, why would he be allowed to make a bracha according to Buddha, the Fnaim Rachram? So the Gemara answers that maybe he doesn't mean bracha explicitly. You're not saying out the bracha, but rather you're thinking the bracha. That's what we thought. The problem is, is that Rabbi Yudha doesn't accept the concept of error. And the proof is, because we have brought a price of a Valkyrie that doesn't have or means of going to the mikvah. So he reads Kriyashma, doesn't make a bracha neither before or after, and he eats his bread, and he makes an after blessing for benching, but not the before blessing. But he's Mahara Belibo, and he's not Motzebiswasav. Who says that? That's Rabbi Meir. What does Rabbi Yudha say? He says, no, either way, you have to speak it out. Because basically we see the Rabbi Yudha doesn't accept the concept of here or He says you have to speak it out. So Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak says, the pshat in Rabbi Yudha, why he says that you can make the bracha before and after, is because he holds that these dinim, this brachos is qualified as the laws of Derech Eretz, which is a section of Torah that is an exception to the rule. Most Torah you're not allowed to learn when you didn't go to the mikvah after having seen carry, but um, but but uh, but but Hilchas Derech Eretz is an exception. There there's an allowance to study that, and that's why all these brachas fall under that category, which brings us into the um, the basis for this idea. Like not all Torah is created equal as far as this halacha goes. So we brought down a price out that when it says and right way afterwards it says Yomash just like over there, it's be'ema yira grass as zebay sarsinai. Everyone was in fear and awe, etc. So too, um, the 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 din of learning Torah nowadays also must be accompanied with that fear and that awe and that seriousness, which is a basis for that doesn't. If you have any other form of toma, which is not an indication of levity of uh, of uh, of non-seriousness. So then, of course, you're allowed to learn Torah, Nevi'im, Ksuvim, Mishnah, Gemara, Halachos, Agadus, everything. But only strictly this Tumah of a Balkari, which, is, uh, which has to do with having relations, so that Tumah is prohibited to study any part of the Torah. That's the first step. Rabbi Yossi says that uh, he's, uh, to review your Mishnayis, that whatever Shogar Befiv, whatever he's is you know he's just re- reiterating something that he's very not does not have to think very hard about that is okay as long as he's not clarifying it in depth and starting to delve into the mishnah that's okay. Rabbi Yonasim Yosef says he can do that for a mishnah just not for a gemara. Rabbi Nassim and Shalom says even the gemara he can do as long as he doesn't mention the psukim that mention God's name that that's really problematic. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan Sandler, the student of Rabbi Kiva, said the name of Rabbi Kiva, that a person shouldn't just get, shouldn't study anything, the Medrash called Iker, which means nothing, not Mishnais, not anything, but you go to the base Medrash and you listen, you're not speaking, listening. Then there's another person that takes it even farther, not, not even to the base Medrash, so neither listening, nothing.
Now, Rabbi Yudha says, and this is what Rabbi Yudha, he says that it's, uh, that it, you, the laws of Hilchus Derech Eretz, that you're allowed to study. Okay, now, we, okay, so that's, and that's what we're saying, that that Rabbi Yudha is, the, what he does, we, what we're saying here is, is that the brachos that Rabbi Yudha said you could do, even though you're Balkari, and even speak the man, because he puts them under the general category of Derech Eretz type of, type of Torah. Okay. Brought us to a story of Rabbi Yehuda who, was, who had seen Kerry yeah, yeah, the, the night before, and he was walking on the edge of a river, and the student said to him, Rabbi, why don't you teach us um, uh, an area in Hilchas Derech So he said, so he went to Mikvah, meaning he went to the river, was dipped in the, in the river, then he got back up, and then he taught them the Allah. So, the, so they asked him, but you taught us that you are allowed to learn Hilchas Derech even though you're a Balkari. So he said to them, even though I'm makel for others, I'm still machmer for myself, that to go to mikvah first. Okay, so that's the idea. Brought us to the opinion of Rabbi Yudam who says that the whole concept of Tfilas Ezra is really abolished, we don't do it anymore. And he says, cause, and the reason is because the Vitor not makabal toma, they don't receive any toma, and that brought us to a story, there was a story with the Talmud. Tfilat Ezra is what we're talking about. Ah. It's, it was a tikkun, it was a takana of Ezra to go to the mikvah ah. after having a bodily mission. Okay, that, that meaning in order to learn Torah. Okay, it's not a tumma thing per se. Mm-hmm. It's more of a um, yeah, but that's what that's what it has to do with. And and the, the Hasidim of going to the mikvah is a fulfillment of this halacha. Okay, so what happens if you're so? In order to become a Zav, so he would yeah. have gone to the mikvah already two times, according to Tzachon right. Ezra. What? If, so right. so yes. on the third time, is he supposed to go immediately? Or no, 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 it's not, no, that's not true. A z- a ziv, I'm glad you asked that, because a, a Zav flow is different than a, than a Balkari. It's not the same. It doesn't even look the same. It's a little different consistency. It's a different... We learned that in Nida, that, that that's okay. not the same. So we're talking strictly a, a, a seminal emission. Right. That's the only one. That's Balkari, and he's the only one that has to go um, uh, to the to the to the mikvah to learn Torah. That's what we're talking. About. Okay. All right. Brought us to a story of a Talmud who oh, was uh, above Rabbi Yudam Sarah, and he was clearly, you know, he was uh, speeding through um, what he was learning. Um, beyond, you know, on high speed, and uh, reviewed the, and he said, "Speak clearly. What are you worried about? Divrei Torah, not Mekabotoma, and the pasuk in the Torah says, Kaesh, no Mashem, just like fire is not Mekabotoma, so to Divrei Torah, not Mekabotoma, and you're allowed to learn Torah even though." Okay. Now, um, going back on the uh, other opinion, so that we mentioned there's an opinion that you Mishnah so you could explain, not the Gemara. This is a support to Rebeloi, who says, in the name of Rav Achbayakov, in the name of Rabbeinu, which is Rav, Rashi says, um, that you could be Matzia the Mishnah and not the Gemara. Happens to be this Machlok Tanoim. Um, uh, the Tanakama Reb Meir says only Mishnah, not Gemara. And um, Reb Yudah ben Gamliel says, in the name of Reb Yudah ben Gamliel, that that's both Asur. Both Mishnah and Gemara are Asur. And others say that both are mutter. If you say they're both also, that's Rabbi Yochanan Sandler, who says, Midrash Kalikar. And um, if you hold mutter, that's Rabbi Yudam So it's Machlokas Tanoim, this discussion. 
Now, Rav Nachman Yitzchak said that the, that the Olam, the world, is accustomed to follow the opinion of three scholars, the three elders, and there is Rabbi Loi in Rishis HaGez, Rav Yoshe and Klaim, and Rav Yudah ben Maseira in Yerei Torah. So we're Mekel in all three areas. So what's Rabbi Loi's din on Rishis HaGez? Rabbi Loi says that uh, the din of Rishis HaGez of shearing the sheep, when you have a group of sheep and you're shearing the wolf, there's a portion that needs to be given to the coin. That's strictly sheep that are being sheared in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutzlaretz. That and they're make like that. They don't. So when they have uh, sheep in uh, other countries and they're shearing them, they don't give a portion to the coin. That's halacha number one. That's Rabbi Loi. The other one is Rabbi Yoshia in Klein, which is that the planting of Klein is strictly when you're planting um, Rabbi Yoshia according to him. It's only minat Torah anyway for wheat, barley, and and grape seeds. Planted in one spot. That's the problem. They never, they never grow grapes from grape seeds. How much should they even cut out so, grape seeds? So what the so? I mean, is grape. Listen, Chartan is grape seed. See, I know Chartan is grape seed. I know that's what the Gemara Mishnah is saying. Yeah, but uh, but again, those you never grow grape bushes. From seeds. Well, usually we do, we have a uh, for cuttings. Always from cuttings. Oh, I, I think those, those grapes they had to start somewhere. Well, <laughs> from a little, from not from a seed, Ella, from a little vine. You don't that's think we could plant? That's the way you plant, and you uh, you can't grow. plant the seed and grow. You sure? I don't think so. I think they're not the. Well, maybe we should check that out. I, I think okay. I check. It sounds like from the area they could. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me the no, new custom now. They want the exact grapes. I don't know. Right? Hey, we'll try. I'm Google. Google. We'll Let's have, I will Google it. Right answer now. all questions. We don't have our Google expert over there. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, um, and review the Bemisera back to Torah because review the Bemisera says the Torah not Mekabotuma, and that's the the three Zikanim that we're making. Ziiri came and he said they were Mavatel the this Tevila that's going to the Mikvah. Well, and the other version is that they're mevatel netila. If you mevatel the tefila, that's Rabbi the Maseir. Mevatel the netila is the washing of the hands before davening, mm-hmm. like Rabbi Rav Chista used to curse somebody who would always be looking for water before davening, because he's not davening, he's busy, wanting, you know, can't find the water, and then he misses the tefila. So like he's like, have your priorities straight. It's very nice if water's convenient, but the priority should be to daven. Okay. Next, we saw another very interesting leniency is uh, Balkari, even if you're older than Din Balkari, but uh, that has to go to the mikvah, but he doesn't need to specifically go to the mikvah. If you pour nine kav of water on top of him, that also will purify him, and that counts just as much. Nachamish uh, Gamzu. Like this. Yeah, over, over his head. Sure. Right, yeah. but the shower. Basically, he's sitting in a shower. If you're, I think, if I remember correctly, it's like 15 seconds directly under the shower, and you're like placed, in the, you know, the, that could qualify as uh, as nine kav of water. I don't know exactly, depending on how much water. Not, a kav is not that much. Not that much. <clears throat> 15 seconds is a lot. There are six. Let's give you. Let's give you the math. Let's give you the math. So you know, right? I think it's six kav per sa, and there's 40 sa. In a mikvah. In a mikvah. A mikvah, 40 saw is about a 50-gallon drum, right? So we're talking about a couple of gallons. That's it. Like, maybe... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like, uh, right, like two gallons of water on top of you. That's it. So how long does it take to get two gallons from a shower? 
Anyway, so so what happened was is that this halacha was whispered by Nachmanish Kamsu to Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva went and whispered it to Ben Azai. Then Ben Azai publicized it in his shir. So and then that's version A and version B. He didn't publicize it. He also whispered. What's the two ideas? One is he's like people were being mivatal Torah. So it's like I better teach it outright that there's because they it's not no, so easy to find gallons. a mikvah. Not always good, but two gallons one cup. Two gallons. Okay. So it's, so it's about right. It's two gallons. No, yeah, no, it takes much longer. Yes, sir. No, that's How much longer. Twenty seconds. What? How long is that? Come out a minute. No. Long. Two minutes. Long. Two gallons. Fifteen cab. One it's gallon. Thirty one gallon. gallon. Nine cab. Not On, Okay, eighteen gallon. It's not, not. Oh, what? One cab is two gallons. Yes. Oh, that's what it says. Yeah. That's what okay. it says. I don't know if it's right. That's what they give I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Eighteen gallons. One second. Oh, no, no, that's no, you a saw. You're right. Yeah, no, that's no, a saw. You're right. Yeah, you told him that's way too much. So how much is six in a, what's his name? Six, yeah, it's divided by six. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a saw is, right, exactly. All right, anyway. So three gallons, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, that was right, okay. Three yeah. gallons, three, okay. So two gallons is a better number. No, three, three gallons. Three. Three, okay, three. I like the rabbi. You like two. Okay. The rabbi came up with two gallons. We accept the rabbi's rabbi. Okay, anyway, Viter. Okay, Viter. Where's my Viter, man? Okay, anyway. So, um, so the question is um, he, wh- whether to whisper it or you publicize it if people need to not be Mabato Torah. There's, uh, and also, people weren't having relations with their wife as they should. Because they wouldn't be able to go to the mikvah, and if they weren't be able to go learn in base matters, so they're like not interested. So then he felt the need to publicize it. The other pshat is okay. The other pshat is is that uh, if you say whisper, it's because we don't want the tamid to be all the time by their wives too much, and therefore that's the problem. Okay. All right. Next, Ravianai uh, said, "I heard that we're mikol." And I heard that we're machmir. But if you're machmir, that's, uh, you get long, length of days and years. So it sounds like that he, he recognizes the leniency, but it's, if you are machmir, that's good. Rabbi Shuman Levi says, um, uh, what's the story with those who are tovel shachris? So he says, what do you mean, what's the story? You were the one who said that you have to do it. It was Rabbi Shuman Levi's drush in the first place. So like Mar says, yes. But uh, he's saying, you don't really need our bamsa. You could always do tisha kavim. It's much more lenient. Okay, um, and uh, you don't need to be toivel, you could put it on. Now, Rabbi Hanina said that there was a big, this whole thing of going to the mikvah was a tremendous get there, meaning it helped people keep it in line. And there's an amazing story where there was this fellow who uh, wanted to have relations with a, with a woman who was single, and not Amen. in a marriage setting, and uh, she told him, what, it was like a rape case, right? She wasn't interested. And she says, what, you even have 40 saw that you could go to the mikveh afterwards? And he's like, oh, I don't. You know, he didn't have That's what freaked him out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. That's a good story. He wasn't well prepared smart. that much, I can tell you. <laughs> All right. She was very smart. Yeah. So Rav Huna okay, said to the rabbis, uh, um, why are you mezazel in this tefillah? Why don't you treat it seriously? Okay, is it, is it because it's cold? You could go to a bath. A regular bathhouse, you dip in the bath, that counts. Okay, um, uh, so, so what, what's the problem? 
So, um, so the Rav Chista says, "What you can go in a bevel? Really? That counts? As, that counts?" So Rav Adbarava, so so he says, "Rav Adbarava holds like you." Okay, Rav Zera, um, it was very interesting. Anyway, so Rav Zera was sitting um, uh, by a bathhouse. Amazing story, and this is the story. He was sitting by the bathhouse. And he told his servant, go get water in the bath, okay? Go find some water and pour it over me. And he's like, why do I have to pour water over you? You're in the bath. What's the, what's the advantage of pouring water? So he said, so he said, um, so he says, no, uh, there's a, the 40 saw and the 9 kav are, are, are parallel, but in an opposite way. So in other words, pour, just like 40 saw, you have to dip in the mikveh for 40 saw, so too, and you can't pour 40 saw on top of you, that's not good enough. And so too, the nine kav is only pouring and not dipping. So if I'm, I'm either, I have to go in which system I'm going. If it's a kosher mikvah, then it needs 40 saw and I have to dip in it. And if it's not a kosher mikvah, that's not going to work. It has to be poured on you. Now, obviously, we're seeing that there's a dispute over here. One opinion is, in a regular pool, swimming pool, that's drawn water, that's not kosher for a mikvah, it is perfectly fine to be tovel for the tefillah's Ezra. That's what we're, at least there's an opinion like that, it's machlokas. Now, Rav Nachman had a shower built. A regular pool that has a Pouring water, no? B- drawn water. So no, rain Not necessarily no. rain water. That's, that's mamish a kosher mikvah. I'm talking about even if it's not a kosher mikvah, just your standard swimming pool Regular would qualify. That's, what we're, that's, what, that's what's the other opinion here. Now, Rav, Rav Nachman built a shower, basically a bucket that you pull the string and it pours the water over your head. And uh, he built this whole thing. And then Rav Dimi said the name Rav Kiva, um, uh, uh, basically, that's only this idea of nine kav is only if you're a choyla laonso, meaning first of all, you are, the bodily omission was like a, like not in, not in middle of not intentional act, and you're an ill person who's not healthy. But otherwise, if you are if you brought it on yourself, meaning you had relations with your wife, so then you have to you need to go to the mikvah for forty saw. So Rav Yosef says, the whole contraption of Rav Nachman is, is uh, basically broken now. So Rav Dim, that's what happened. Because basically, there's no, the whole main purpose is for people who are having relations with their wives. Not, not for people who have, that's much, not as common, people who have just a bodily mission in their night, you know, in the middle of their sleep. So Ravin says in, that in Usha, they, there was a story. It still have a purpose. It's not like... Yeah, not purposeless, but it was like that wasn't the that wasn't why he why that why he built this whole contraption. Um, anyway, so what happened was they asked Rav Asi, and he said, "No, that's a chola amargo, but chola also doesn't even need anything." And if that's true, so then basically it is good for any ill person, and this is where basically we have a general rule that Torah scholars are, are basically ill, more or less, and therefore um, not, just not help, not uh, whatever, not the same, and therefore, so Rav Yosef says, oh, finally the, this got fixed, Rav Nachman's thing got fixed. Took us to the next thing. Um, so all these Amaroim and Tanaim are talking about the Tfilis Ezra, and the question is, why don't we just actually look into Tfilis Ezra and see what he says, okay? It should be some literature from Ezra, bottom line. What did he, what was his takana? So the Gemara explains that Ezra only talked about a healthy person who 
had relations, and he said he needs mimsa. And he said that a healthy person who had a, a, a bodily emission, not in an intentional way, so then it's, uh, then it's nine kaf. Kedamaroim are arguing, how do we apply a chola, somebody who's not, who's a little sickly, not as strong, so um, you gotta watch, you know, the, you know to to you know, take uh, showers in cold weather. It's not healthy. It's dangerous. You know, you catch a cold or whatnot. So a chola is how do you line them up? Is a chola margo like a baria margo, and a chola lonso like a baria lonso? Meaning it lines up margo to margo, and meaning it's the same. And therefore, you'll, if you're a chola margo, you need a full mikvah of memsa. And the other opinion is no. It's one. It's shifted. To what to the lenient side, and therefore cholol margol is the same as a buried lonso, which only needs non kav, and a cholol lonso doesn't even need anything. Okay. What do you uh, say about the weather? Cold? No, I'm saying what does it mean sickly? So that what I'm saying is is that because the reason why they're we're perhaps more lenient is because going in the in the water. If you're, you if, you're Ill. if you're ill, you can mm. catch a cold. That's ah, what okay, I'm saying. Okay, okay. That's what I mean. Trying to say. Okay. Mm. So Rava says that Ezra actually was misakin Tvila. He never was misakin the whole thing of Nisim. The nine kav never came from Ezra. That idea, okay? Um, we have a quote: Ezra taken Tvila the Balakarian quote end quote. So therefore, that's Regular. all it is. There's no such thing as a nine kav according to Ezra. So Rava explains uh-huh. rather it's like this: Ezra established Tvila for Baria Marco to Mimsa. Rabbanon. Added on a takana for barilah. Also, instead of doing that, you do nine kav is good enough. The Hamaraim said that uh, that what's Allah for a chola? The same does it line up the same or does it shift over? The same same discussion as before, but it wasn't coming from the nine. Bottom line is the nine kav for barilah. Also, was not part of Ezra's takana. It was from the later rabbis who instituted that, and that's the same question. Bottom line says the halacha. Rava says that the halacha is a baria margal and a chola margal both need arba saw. So if you had relations, you really mm-hmm. do need to go to the mikvah. Mm-hmm. If it was basically an intentional thing, if it was both baril onso and uh, baril onso requires nine kav like the takanos chachamim, but the chola onso that was it's never rubbish. established at all. The chum never made a on that, and there's no need to go to the mikvah or or even to take nine kav on you. At all, that's and that's the story. Good. Right, <clears throat> took us to the next halacha. If you have a Valkyrie that they put the nine kav on him, he's tahar. That's only if he wants to learn Torah for himself. Oh, he wants to teach Torah, then he needs forty saw. That's the mm-hmm. now. Rabbi Yehuda says no. The forty saw is that's all you need. Finished. Mikol makom. Now, what it means makom makom was what it means. Either you study or you teach. Yeah, but well, yeah, it's both. But you, for both studying and teaching, you need forty saw. But makom makom sounds like a leniency. That that's good enough, no matter what. You you're being mocked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, so no that's why we clarify. So first, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shimon Levi and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yosbrachnina, we have four rabbis. Two groups of rabbis, Rabbi Yochanan versus Rabbi Shomu Levi and Rabbi Lozer and Rabbi One from each group um, is going on the Reisha. One of them says that when we say B'medvar Mamurim La'atzmo, but La'cherim is Memsa, that's only if you're a Chola Margal. Even though you're ill, not, not, not that strong, but you brought it on yourself, then you do Nine Sa, that's not going to be good enough. 
you need Memsa to teach others, but Naitza will be good enough for him to learn for himself. Okay? You're talking and about the Oynish now? The, the Oynish, like he's... No, no, Margul. Margul means it was intentional. Oh, Margul. Okay? okay. But Chol alone, so nine Kav is always enough, and even even to teach others. That's one opinion. The other opinion is, no, anytime you want to teach, it doesn't matter, even if you're a Cholol so you got to have a Memsa. That's the version, that's the second opinion. Now, one of, of these, one of each pair is going on the Seifa, and they say that which Rabbi Yudah says, Memsa, Mikal Makam, that's only if it's Memsa in the ground. But if it's in Kalim, that's not going to be good at all. Okay? And the other end says, no, even in Kalim it's good. Now, if you say it's even in Kalim, then at least Rabbi Yudah is saying, 40 saw, however you have 40 saw, even if it's a big, gigantic, um, you know, vat of water, that's, that's a portable item, you can also go to the, you could also use that, that's fine. But if it's mem and it's only in the ground, where's the mekomakam? How is that even lenient? The answer is, ma'im she'uvim is kosher, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Um, and that's and that's a that's a leniency because you don't need an actual kosher mikvah for tefillas Ezra at all. Okay, and that's the halach. Okay. If the shirts fell into a bucket, the water would be tummy. Is that correct? Um, if a sheretz falls into a bucket of water, of water, dead sheretz obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah that could rent, that could the make water. the water tummy. So, so the reason the mikvah is all right is because it's connected to the source. Why doesn't the mikvah become tummy when tummy people go into it? Well, that's the that. Well, first of all, no, not everything has an ability to be matama. To transfer. To transfer, and the truth is, I don't think it's going to be matama. If you have a sheretz in the, in the water. You can take it out, and then it's back to. It doesn't oh. stay. It doesn't right. stay. Right. Doesn't make the water. Doesn't make the water stay tummy. That's if, the, it's, if it is running water. Right. And there's a whole process. No, no there's a whole process of running water. Right. I mean, there's a whole process. The idea of Hashemit is really metama the adam. We're not talking about it being metama. This is not water that you know. Food is metama. That's true. It comes nitma. Can become tummy, but where where this water is not being looked at as so food. The water and liquid can only cause next. It next brings to tahara, right? Tahara. It brings to tahara. Exactly. But if you're holding a sheretz while you're going to the mikvah, that's no. called tov of a sheretz. Yeah, that's not going to work. But uh, anyway, but anyway, let's take, let's take it back then. In the old days, it was quite. It was always cold water, right? Uh, no, yeah, we did, did see they, they, they had bathhouses that had hot water, but typical, typical kosher mikvahs that were actual rainwater, it would be. Room temperature, you know, or whatever. It wasn't necessarily freezing, but it wasn't hot uh, because, I mean, maybe it was, but I'm saying... Couldn't you hit it that actually, it's, you, it, it's, it, it's Here's the thing. If you're drawing it out, how are you heating it? There was a, there had I mean, to be a two, creative There's two system. sources. There's one source with the water coming down from the rain, and then you go from there to, to the back mikvah. Oh, because it connects, that's connects, what you're saying. Right. So, that, that so they could have had that... They that could have had that system. Up. They could have had that system, but I'm talking about yeah. historically. He's asking a historical question. Yeah. I believe that most mikvahs were just not not heated. They did. Okay. They weren't. They didn't have. What about nowadays? Nowadays, yeah, all it's mikvahs luxury. are heated. It's luxury. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were I remember when I used to go with my father. It was hot water Friday. Yeah, always hot water. Of course, always right. Yeah, exactly. Nothing changed since. Nothing changed. <laughs>
Still hot. <laughs> and if you like the really hot water, then you'll be alone. If you go in the medium hot, then it's like packed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Rav Papa, Rav Papa and Rav Huna Breed, Rav Yeshua and Rav Barshmuel were eating bread together. That's <laughs> very interesting. So Rav Papa said, give me to bench because after all, I had nine kav on me. So the rubber says, well, excuse me, but I, that's only when you're doing it for yourself. For others, you want to be multi awesome benching? Sorry, but you need memsa. So I win memsa, so therefore I should get it. So Rafuna says, um, I didn't need to go to the mikvah at all, so therefore I should be the one to do it. Okay. Anyway. Um, right. So anyway, so too much information? Okay. <laughs> now, Rav Chama uh, went to the mikvah always before Pesach to fulfill everybody else's obligation. But we, the bottom line is, it's, it's less as ilk's kabase. The question is, because um, it, 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 either, one of two ways Rashi is saying, is the, the, Gemara, the Gemara's conclusion is, is that nine kav is enough. You don't need to go to the mikvah. Nine kav is enough even lacherim. That's one possibility. Or... We paskin like review the Memesera that you don't need to do, go to the mikveh at all for Tkhanus Ezra. Basically, we abolished it, and that's the bottom line, and that is where we left off yesterday. All right.